Thanks for downloading this episode of the Backstage with the Simple Church podcast. I was solo today with Amber filling in as co-host. We've got a great conversation with another life group leader. So we're talking about life groups this month. Victoria Statler was a or is a professional counselor. She's doing a marriage life group this time that I think would be great for a lot of people. If you've been married, if you're newly married, we would love for you to check this life group out. And suffering alone, you know, I mm. think that's a big proponent in all of this is shame shame likes to silence us shame likes to hide away she talks some more about that but even if this isn't the right life group for you we'd love to connect you with victoria to find a life group that works and thanks for listening and thanks for downloading this episode if you want to make sure you subscribe we get a new episode each wednesday on the backstage with the simple church podcast bring you some more content to help you and give you a backstage look at what's going on in the simple church enjoy this conversation with amber and victoria all right, we're here. Amber co-hosting with me today. Hey, guys. Hey, Amber. Thanks back for on the podcast. Us. It is life group season. It is. We are talking life groups. We've already talked to a couple great life group leaders like Chet and Carly and Caroline Reed. Yep. But maybe the best for last, Amber. We're saving the best what? for last new today. We podcast got us a newbie. Yes, that's right. Victoria, wow. tell us about you. Tell us about your family and what do you do? Hey, guys. I'm Victoria, and I'm a wife. My husband's name is Ethan, and we have two kids, Caroline and Waylon. They're four and almost two. Caroline and Waylon. What cute name. Yes. Waylon needs to meet Willa. That's right. And Eliza's four. So I have three daughters, seven, four in three months. Oh, wow. So. Yep, you're right there in the season. You know. We're going to relate. That's right. It's been a little while for Amber, but she's been there. (laughs) I still remember. (laughs) Fondly. So, Victoria, what do you do for a living? So I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist and I see individuals and couples Um, besides the despite the name. I actually don't see families um, because it's just not my wheelhouse. You know, we have this broad, you know, range of people that we see and everyone kind of has their own niche. And I actually when I was in school, I actually um, specialized in couples. I just love couples. Hmm. It's just a passion of mine. I think there's a lot that's kind of foundational in a relationship and in a marriage that can kind of trickle down into everything. If we have a good marriage, we can, you know, be a good parent and parent to our kids. And then our kids, you know, have those good role models and, you know, those type of things. So, yeah, I That's really awesome. like couples. Mm-hmm. That is cool. good. Yep. So how long have you been married? So I've actually, so April will be seven Congrats. years. Yep, that we've been married. Um, we're high school sweethearts. I know. Oh. It's like, <laughs> oh, so sweet. People pick on us. Like, but, oh, really? I love it. Um, but no, he's been my best friend. And we just really grew up together. And I really thank God, really, for that. Because yeah. a lot of people, you know, out of high school, go to college. You know, you just grow apart. It's just a natural part right. of a lot of people's lives. And that was something we thought about and you know discussed and talked about but both of us were just like there's no interest anywhere else you know it's like why fix what's not broken you found your person <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's right found my person. so how old were you when you got married so i th- 22 i was 22 as well all right really? so we're young mm-hmm. young <laughs> love 12 years for us going on 13 yeah and so awesome oh, goodness goodness as justin <laughs> and angie right. would say that's right well we talk about it a lot here on this podcast we at simple church believe in counseling we refer to counselors we partner with counseling we absolutely think it is a great thing we're glad you're here today talking about Thank counseling you. but more about a life group you're going to do to help some people i yes. actually literally came straight here from counseling this morning so i go for you. i think most Good of our staff you. goes i'm trying keep working oh, we on do too. If Absolutely. anyone doesn't think therapists have their own therapist, yeah. 
Because <laughs> we, we all need someone to talk to. Absolutely. That's what it is. So we want to help some people today. And I know for some people, it is still maybe a little bit of a hurdle to jump to see a counselor. I don't want to be in counseling, but right. you are going to lead a life group this semester using your counseling knowledge and skills <laughs> for free, which I might add is very generous right. of you because right. you have those letters, you have that training, but yeah. you are leading a new life group and it's going to be a little bit different than the typical life group. We want to have you on to talk yeah. about that. So let's talk about that. What is your life group you're leading this semester? So the life group that I'm going to be leading is kind of more, I would say, set up like a workshop um, where it is called The Seven Principles for Making Marriage Work. And it's based off a book um, by Dr. John and Julie Gottman. We'll put a link in the show notes to that. So if you're listening to this, you're new to podcasts, you can click on the episode. And if you want to go find that book, I'll try to keep up with these things and put it in there. People can find it. Yes, absolutely. Um, And so based off the book... Like the name says, there's seven principles, so seven layers of what he describes as a sound relationship house. So essentially the foundations of a really strong relationship. And so what we're going to be doing is kind of deep diving each level, right, and kind of taking a look at, okay, what is there? What can we improve on? But also, I think because I like the life group type of environment or style, it's kind of coming together and saying like, hey guys, we all struggle. We all Mm. have bad habits. We all can improve on something. Let's come together and say, instead of hiding away or shaming ourselves for that, let's just say, hey, we all get it. We all are there. And let's build each other up and say like, hey, what am I working on? Or hey, this is a really cool thing that I'm like trying to focus on and improve in my life and in my relationship. Yeah. So. So as a pastor, as a youth pastor for a long time working now, I think you might relate to this. Most people, I think, go to something like that when they're in crisis. Yes. They're moved to go when something's bad. Yes. (laughs) And what I love about this idea of you leaving this life group is if you're listening to this podcast, you've been married for a little while, you've been married a long time, you want to just continue working and tweaking on it. Mm -hmm. The engine doesn't have to be falling out of the car. Exactly. Go get the oil changed. (laughs) Go get and check on it and do some maintenance now. Sign up and do it. And even if you've been having some problems, (laughs) that's right. Yeah. Put some air in the tank. Exactly. We don't have to be on fire to go and get some help. Yes, that's a great thing to to talk about because you're absolutely right. I see people at their most broken and their most vulnerable and they're just like desperate to say, I need something. We're about to get a divorce. We're about to Mm -hmm. separate something. And I have to really meet them where they're at and try to help, you know, help them pick up these pieces and sometimes they're shattered, right? Mm. There's a lot yeah. of pieces. But especially with these more distressed couples that I see, because I don't, not, not every couple I sure. see is dis- distressed. Um, but when they're really distressed, I try to really encourage them about this. Um, you know, I kind of talk to them about this really cool Japanese art form called Kenzuki. I don't know if you guys have ever heard oh, of it's this It's a great before. Death Cab for Cap Cutie album. Do you know that album? No, I don't. <laughs> That's the name of the album. <laughs> it's after he got divorced. Okay. Oh, um, but basically the, the gist is it's a form of pottery where the artists take broken pottery pieces and they glue it together and lace it with gold. So the essential idea is what was broken is now more valuable and more beautiful. Oh, wow. That's and awesome. so I really... Um, I talk about this in the first session with them. It's like, hey, you're coming here now. This is the first step. Let's get these pieces together and make you guys more beautiful. So, yeah. That's what I no, that's to. great. What a pretty analogy. I right? love that. You should look it up. It is really yeah. cool. Yeah. I didn't know what it was in the album. Well, came now that out. you've <laughs> described that, yeah, I've seen the pottery like that. Yeah. That's, yes. That's all um, held together with, with gold. It's mm-hmm. gorgeous. Yes. 
That's right. And so hopefully, though, for somebody listening to this, you're looking to take that step. You don't have to be shattered before you get to that point. And so it is never too far. It is always grace. We believe truly. Justin talked about it a couple weeks ago in this message that you can go and it's inevitable that there's going to be conflict. There's going to be problems. But if you're somebody that it feels like it's been a season or it's been a couple years, right? The typical arc. And again, you can anecdotally agree. You get married. You're in a honeymoon phase. (laughs) You start talking about having kids. Yes. You think a kid's going to change some of the things that you don't like about your spouse, and then it makes it harder. Yes. <laughs> you, think, you know what will make it better? A second. Another oh, baby. This is going to yeah. be what we and need. And they're the hardest ones, oh. I have to tell you. My daughter blinded <laughs> us. We're like, oh, we got this. What are people complaining about? Like, we can have another one. My son, boop, just screamed into the world. Second kid. <laughs> it's a different yeah. thing. Amber's got one. That's right. And you've got one. That's yeah. right. We know. They're little fireballs. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so then, like the seven-year itch, you've been mm-hmm. married seven years. People talk about this, right? Of You've gone through all the things that you feel like you're supposed to go through. Sure. Society kind of explains. And yeah. then you're looking like, I'm still not good because <laughs> I haven't either worked on myself. Mm-hmm. I haven't talked through and communicated with my spouse the way that we probably should have. Mm-hmm. And you either feel guilt, you're beating yourself up, or anger. You can be mad at that person. It's their fault. They're not working. They're not trying on it. They're working and doing careers. Maybe yeah. sometimes both of you worth careers more typically that right. you're busy divided and then you look up and you're like I'm just roommates with this person I don't really Absolutely. like <laughs> we lose the priority of mm. our relationship life really becomes so fast paced especially when a couple introduces kids into the mix and you know I know Amber and I talked about this you're in that season of life where you're just mom uber you know yes. driving everywhere yeah. around <laughs> and my doing all these appointment things. where do we need to be <laughs> yes and so um oftentimes we forget to prioritize our relationship and our marriage and it just falls off the wagon just yeah. like just us personally too we're just kind of at the bottom of the barrel sometimes and if we're honest i think i can speak for myself and i think it relates a lot of people is we'll get to that that will be fine. Mm-hmm. The kid's the priority right now. Right. Mm-hmm. They can't take care of themselves. We'll be fine. Or yeah. we'll do a date. It'd be nice to go, but it's been six months. And we look yeah. back and you're like, man, you haven't gone out. We haven't spent time talking with each other. Mm-hmm. Or I'm tired. At the end of the day, we're not going to sit down and talk about right. our feelings. <laughs> we're going to watch something veg out because right, we're too yeah. exhausted to go too through. Too exhausted. Yes. Exactly. And so for those people that they don't feel like they're in a crisis, they mm-hmm. don't feel like their marriage is on the rocks. But right. again, everybody struggles. Everything. What would you say yeah. to somebody of like, if I think again, typical man, their wife comes to him and says, hey, we should do this marriage life group. We're like, why? What's wrong? What am I doing yes. wrong? <laughs> okay. What would you say to say that? Yes. Yeah, so not always, but very commonly, men are the problem solvers. They're the fixtures. We could just go and say most of the time. Okay. I'm well, I'm, I'm a woman, so I'm not going <laughs> to I'm going to speak for us. I'm not going to speak for the man. But, um, you know, being problem solvers. And so when an issue comes up or when it's just even a comment, like you said, it's just like, hey, you want to do this life group? Way. What's, what's going on? What did I do? Yes. And, you know, really kind of taking a step back and making sure that we know it's, yeah, reminding them it's not about crisis. Um, It's about community. It's about information. And if the therapy, the word therapy kind of scares people off, it's not therapy. I want to make sure that we know that. This life group is not. Yes, it is not therapy. We're not trying to open up your skeletons. (laughs) We're not trying to do all that. We're not going to have trauma bonding. Right. None of that. Um, it's just more about here's this information that you can take away, have these practical skills to practice, you know, every week to, again, fill in cracks or build up a foundation that maybe wasn't there. Yeah, absolutely. And again, just the car analogy is what always sticks in my yeah. mind. And I do get to do premarital counseling with folks mm. get married in simple church. It's like no one's mad at you because your car is going to get the oil changed. Mm-hmm. It's just a fact of life. It's right. something you need to do to help to keep the car running. Right. It's not something that is bad. It's not something that, oh, I failed because my car needs oil change. Yes. I didn't take care of it good enough. 
if you're married, it's going to take work. It's going to take energy. It's going to take intentionality to try Mm -hmm. to keep making it better. And we all can sit back and go and be tired and be in seasons. Yes. But it's two months, three months, six months, a year. I mean, we have friends that like, yeah, we think we went on one date last year. Yeah. And I was like, I get that it's not easy. (laughs) I have three kids. Child care is complicated. We're doing, it's Valentine's season. And our Valentine's Day, we scheduled two weeks after Valentine's Day when my parents could come in and keep the kids. Mm -hmm. And that's the season where life we're in. But it was important we did it. It didn't have to be on February 14th. (laughs) We're going and seeing all of these people that post stuff. And it's the jealousy aspect of social media, right? As you always can imagine something else and it could be better. Game, yeah. Mm. Yes, it's terrible. It is, but we all feel that of I'm not doing good enough. I can't even come up with half the stuff that that person did. Or my wife sent me three TikToks about these elaborate <laughs> Valentine's things that, like, are you hinting? Is exactly. That <laughs> She's in. She's hinting. Exactly. But doing something, trying your best, making the effort. And that's where I think this life group is such a great idea because it is mm-hmm. a safe seminar style environment. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. not, you have to get up and share. You don't right. have to do it. And it's something where I do want it to be slightly interactive. Sure. Yeah. Right. So I'm going to try to incorporate. In a way, I almost, as I was kind of looking back and making, you know, my slides and everything, it almost kind of related to how Justin does it, where he like talks about it, he relates it to the word, he has a video maybe to share. And then in that video, it's just more interactive. Maybe I'll ask like, hey, what did you guys notice about that? You know, what are your thoughts? But nothing necessarily like personal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, if you're uncomfortable to share. Absolutely. Especially like the first day, right? You're oh, not going to yeah. show up and get hijacked and, <laughs> yes. go and be like, hey, so what's wrong Tell with your marriage? Tell us about that <laughs> argument you had last night. Right. Exactly. <laughs> on the way here. To this, <laughs> on the way here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny how that works out. That does happen a lot. Yeah. yeah. But no, that's great. And so if somebody's looking interested in that, when are you meeting? Where are you doing it? So we haven't finalized. I haven't remembered the date. We haven't finalized the start Mm -hmm. date, but it's going to be mid-March. Yes. And it's going to be at the church office. Mm -hmm. So it hasn't started yet. If you're listening to this podcast when it's coming out, you got time. Yes. And it's going to be twice a month. Awesome. Yes. Amber, how many of your other life group leaders have made slides? Because I've led a life group for 12 years. I don't think I've ever made a slide. I know. That's impressive. We are raising the bar right here on the spot. Do you hear that, life group leaders? Making slides. That's Making good. slides. She's, she's prepped. She's ready. That is. We are actually working on, though, have you seen where you do like a PowerPoint party? No. This is fun. I'm excited about this. This is my nerdy level. You go and everybody makes their own like PowerPoint keynote presentation, five minutes of something they're interested in. Uh And you come and everybody (laughs) does their presentations. So we're working right now with some friends of ours to do. A PowerPoint party. What's yours going to be about? I'm not sure. I've got a bunch of things, Amber. There's a big world out there. This is a funny concept. I'll report back to you. Yeah, let us know how that goes. And I'm going to be honest, just you saying that, because just to kind of get a little bit more insight into me, like that actually kind of like freaks me out. Really? (laughs) Yes. I thought you were going to say it sounds fun. I just got, I was in. No. No. Why would that freak you out? Um, I hate public speaking. Really? You know, I think this as well is an opportunity for me to grow as a person. Yeah. And, I think this really kind of showcases for me just what God is pushing me to do because mm. this is not in my wheelhouse. I would much rather stay at home, um, you know, be, I mean, I'm online most of the time for my counseling sessions. Really? Okay. Yeah, I'm telehealth mostly. Yeah. Um, and I like to just have that kind of one-on-one, but to speak in front of a group, a crowd is not necessarily my characters. I don't know if you remember a while ago, Justin did um, a sermon about temperaments. Do you yes. remember that? The oh, colors. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm what a color green. You? You're gre- I'm a green too. <laughs> really? Yes. I'm a green. So I love people, but I'm more of a, you know, quiet, you know, introvert 
butterfly on yep. the wall type of see, thing. See, I'm green yellow, so I bet you're oh, more see, green blue. Oh, blue, yes, yeah, green that's blue. The, that's the difference. What were you? Yeah. I didn't do the color one. Did predate you? Um, I did the Enneagram. Right. Okay. Are Justin you, thinks different. I'm a yellow, but I don't. I think I'm probably a green yellow. I think you're probably more green yellow. Yeah. Yeah. Because you and me are the same Enneagram number. We're right. Two. Do you do Enneagram? Oh, yeah. That? So what number are you? Six. Six. I'm married to a oh, six. Oh, boy. Like, but do you wing more five or seven? That I'm not sure. Okay. Um, I haven't taken it. It's been a while since yeah. I've taken that test, but I, I do you. remember six and I was like, oh, yeah, anxiety. I yep, think she wings me. a five. Yeah. Because oh, I've think? seen her notes. Yeah. Fives are studiers. Like they oh, like okay. to know everything inspector. They, they're inspectors mm-hmm. yeah they're prepared got it yes and I, that sounds right yeah I think. yeah definitely yes the preparation the yeah. kind of again the the colors of like introspection like i gotta make sure i feel like i know what i'm doing kind of know what's going yeah. on i, think I like that instruction mm-hmm. i like to know what to prepare for <laughs> <laughs> um and i think that's why i'm also doing this just because even though this is jumping out of my comfort zone, I know this is really good information that I want to give out to just more yeah. people. And like you said, I'm such an advocate for people to start now, start mm. early, just get that foundation, remind yourself to create those good habits. And as opposed to 10 years later, coming to see me and you've created all these bad habits that we got to undo. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah. You and know? that's one thing my girls and I have learned through counseling is mm. when you're in crisis or when you're in, um, a, a high anxiety moment or whatever mm-hmm. you're the front part of your brain it's or the off. back part of, no, yeah it's, it's front. off front mm-hmm. so the front part the of your brain where you yeah. can like reason and make sense exactly. and make good choices all of that shuts off and yep. you're in the fight or flight or Absolutely. whatever the other one is that's it yeah fight so yeah. Um, you can't make good decisions and you no. can't um, respond appropriately because you you're are just reacting you're just reacting the front of your mm-hmm. brain is totally shut off mm-hmm. so you have to practice the good behaviors when you're not in fight or flight Yes. So we have to practice, like for my kids, you know, if they get nervous when they have to go out of town without me or whatever, we have to practice the steps that would calm them down while they're out of town without me. We have mm-hmm. to practice those on days when they're not nervous. Right. You know what I mean? So so this um, life group that you're having is mm-hmm. going to give uh, couples some steps that they can practice yes. on the good days. Absolutely. So that when those bad days come they'll know how to handle it and how to respond to each other better. Absolutely. Because, you know, when people come to see me, they're usually focused on the problems. Right. Right. That's like, what here's got them all there. this they, conflict. Yeah. They had this issue. Yes. <laughs> or them, more. That's right. So Multiple youth pastor, the, when I was doing this job, it mm-hmm. was my kid did something wrong. They mm-hmm. got caught doing something they shouldn't. Yeah. Yes. Fix them. What's wrong oh, with them? Oh, gosh. Yes. It's beautiful. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I hear that's that all the time. what motivates people to take that step a lot of times in right. doing that. So sorry. What were you going to say? No, that? you're fine. Um, you know, I see them. They always want to focus on the conflict. But when we take a step back and again, this idea of what is the actual like first level foundation is friendship. How are you guys are with that? You know, let's take a step back and say, how good of a friendship do you guys have? Do you know each other? Do you talk about each other? This goes back to the dating. That's why we were such in that honeymoon phase, because we were interested in their life and who's your best friend and what do you like and what do you don't like? And you care to impress them and make them happy and, Mm -hmm. you know, please each other. You know, the first level is called a love map, building a love map, meaning just like the GPS 
it's got to be updated every once in a while, yeah. right? And we forget to update this map of our lives, of our partner. And so that's really the step number one. Yeah. Hey, if that's not doing so hot, let's start there too in conjunction with, okay, working. Because if our friendship is better, you're going to have better conflict management. Yeah. And they say like your personality reinvents itself like every seven to 10 years. Have yeah. you heard that? So the person you wow. married and dated isn't wow. even necessarily who you're there anymore. Yep. You've got all these new neural pathways and things that are going on. And, and I love... I'm so old that I can attest to that. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Because you probably wouldn't say you're the same person you were in I your am 20s. Not. I'm no, not. No. Yeah. Not at all. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And we think they're going to stay the same forever. Yeah. And we think it's going to do, but then <laughs> careers, kids, aging parents. Yes. Like we're starting to deal with it. Doing Just it. Life. All the yeah. It is. It's life. But mm-hmm. we don't reconnect. We don't update the map is a great analogy of that. And I mm-hmm. think it's something that it's nobody means and is bad intention, right? Yeah. Nobody's like, I hope I get divorced. Like, oh I really God. plan right. on, you know, we'll have five or ten good years and then I'm going to be selfish mm-hmm. and go and do something I shouldn't blow it up. Mm. But it happened. Yeah. <laughs> it's over half now. Right. And so and that's so scary. Yeah. You know, um, and sad and, and depressing if you really let it take weight, you know. Um, but actually a movie a long time ago, I think it was called Courageous. Yeah. Um, Absolutely, Kurt Cameron. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a long time ago, I remember they were talking about. I think it was that one or Fireproof. I'm not right for sure, but the phrase that stuck out to me is like, "Divorce is only an option if you make it one." Mm. And so for me, I also try to keep that in the framework because I have to let people know that I'm not a divorce counselor. Yeah. Right. I'm going to do whatever it takes to give you guys information to make it work. But what you do with it is on your own. You have to put in that hard work to make it work or dissolve. Right. Um, But this idea that, okay, let's not even put that on the table yet. We got so many things that we can improve and work on. You just got to, you know, trust me or trust the process Mm -hmm. to take that leap of faith. Yeah. And. So speaking to the people who are married, mm-hmm. I think about it. There are people listening to divorce. Amber in the room, share some of your story in a minute. We'll just kind of talk yeah. with you. Yeah. Of We, 100% at Simple Church, do not believe that's the end of your story. You're not right. broken. You're not Absolutely. worthless. It's no. nothing that you can't do. And you, Amber, have been single now for a little bit. Yeah. But working on yourself, working and trying to figure that out, keep growing. And whenever it does happen, if it does happen, you're better Well, prepared. and I was one of the ones that divorce was not an option. Yeah. Ever. Mm-hmm. I mean, and that's why I stayed in such a bad marriage for so long, because I didn't, you know, God doesn't like divorce and I don't want my kids to be a product of divorce. But ultimately it became safer to, oh, to divorce yes. than to stay. Like safer, not not for my, you know, I wasn't going to die, but mm-hmm. I was dying on the inside. Right. Yeah, your fire was being yeah, diminished. So and- it was just better for the three of us to get out of that situation. And so I had to do something that I said I would never, ever, ever in a million years do. And that was get a divorce. Mm-hmm. So, and um, I think though, to what I know of your story is you took every effort and step to try to do everything you could to stay married and to save it and work with him. Yes. I mean, I think you have a clear conscience looking back. That oh, hundred percent. Yeah. Right. And so the no fault divorce, the quick, this is just we don't get along anymore. is different, and that's yes. why I speak to that and the nuance yeah. of that because anybody listening that you've been divorced, you've gone through that, you're in a second marriage, sometimes third marriage. Yeah. 
it's not that you're broken, you're bad, we think less of you, but I know your heart, I'm sounding like, and what I would say is we want everybody who's married to stay married as best you can within safety reasons. Absolutely. Yeah. Within not being in a dangerous or unhealthy or emotionally abusive environment. Yeah. It is not the thing that you suffer and just silence and not go do it, but right. Amber's case specifically, you sought counseling, you talked to other people in your church, you were very right. much involved and did all the I things. I mean, I really do feel like God gave me permission to yeah. go. But like, it took I mean, you a while to get there. It took me a while. Honestly, he probably was giving it to me long before I mm-hmm. agreed to take it because <laughs> yeah. I just did not want to be divorced. Right. But now looking back, I wouldn't change it for anything. I mean, I have two beautiful kids. The divorce was absolutely horrible, but we had we did have some great years and mm-hmm. some good times. And I love my life now. And it, when I remarry and I, hopefully, Lord willing, one day I will. Yeah. Of course, I will never, ever, ever want a divorce, but I won't be so... Um, what's the word Southern Baptist about it? Like, you know, like I just can can't, right. can't get the divorce. Yeah. No, yeah. you can, if you know, you can. And God, it, God is in the business of redeeming and redemption. Yeah. Um, but he's also in the business of just grace and love and given us so many tools yep. to make things work in a very hard world. Yeah. You know, it's a hard world. Like I'm, I think I was a little bit, um, naive when I first got married like oh it's just gonna be you know mm-hmm. sunshine married, and rainbows sunshine and rainbows life is stinking hard yeah you know and when you um you are only one person you can't control the other so it Absolutely. really does take two people who want to make it work yes um and God could have still and he still might change Jeff's heart and Jeff could you know I pray that he has a great marriage down the road one day and yeah. and does well and so anyway if you're out there listening I, my hope is that if you have a great marriage I hope that you'll sign up for this life group. If you're going through a tough marriage or you're a tough time, I hope you'll sign up for this life group. You know, it could help those who have a great marriage get better and those mm-hmm. that are struggling find some tools, put some tools in your toolkit mm-hmm. so that you have stuff to work with together rather than just your wheels are just spinning and nothing's happening. And suffering alone, you know, mm-hmm. I think that's a big proponent in all of this is shame. Shame likes to silence us. Shame likes to hide away and think that or tells us that you're the only one going through this nobody else is um and so to again realize like okay this is a pattern that's very common and this is something that i'll talk about too in the life group is that i get all the couples it doesn't matter what they're talking about or having conflict about there's a common pattern that happens between the two of them and once i help them lay that out eyes become wide intrigue you know and interest mm-hmm. become they get up in their seats like what is this because it sounds exactly like us tell us more and once they see that it's like okay there's hope there's something it's not just us and you take a third person outside of that to see yeah. it sometimes we're yeah, so exactly. in it and there's baggage and we bring our own hurts and old wounds and all oh, these different yes. things into it which is why i think it's benefit for everybody individually to go to counseling as well sure because yeah. you bring in all your stuff into a marriage and then you're expecting the other person to fix it right yeah. it's the myth of the right person that the right person yeah. will fix me yeah. you shook your head although on that i love disney i am a disney adult that is something that has been detrimental for a lot of people and Subconsciously, I don't think anybody would be like, oh, yeah, I learned that from Disney and consciously like I want to model a Disney relationship. But we all are exposed (laughs) to it and grow up in this bubble, in this world of that. And it's not true. (laughs) Right. And I think, too, I mean, I guess growing up in the South, being a woman or being a little girl at the time, I know my parents instilled in me get that prince that, you know, be a princess, be pampered, be loved on, which 
it's fine but also i can admit that it gave me a little bit of an ego mm. right to say like oh no you need to you know shower me look at me but i need to look at myself and say okay how am i doing the same with my husband how am i treating him like a prince or a king yeah. to of the house and having that reciprocity um and although i feel like yeah i, I found my prince yeah i found my king <laughs> but it's it's more about does he feel the same? Does do we feel like we're both in it together and working on this life and creating, yeah, like our beautiful kingdom, mm -hmm. you know, together? And just to speak a little bit on what you said about shame, it does mm -hmm. silence you. Yes. And I was silenced for a very long time, and mm -hmm. I didn't like nobody knew. Um, they just assumed we were great. Like y'all always yeah. look so happy and everything's fine, and you know, um, and it, under behind closed doors, it it wasn't great. Mm -hmm. So the shame did silence me for the longest time. But then when I finally shared about it, talked to people about it, I got m multiple um, dozens of private messages like through Facebook or whatever like mm. oh my gosh my husband and I are you know this has happened to me and this is what we're going through I mean people just started oh. like private messaging me they didn't want to put it out on Facebook right. oh yeah but I was just stunned at the amount of people that were suffering without telling anybody yeah. so I think what people will find when they come to this life group let's just say there's six couples in this life group sure and they're gonna say you know we struggle with a b or c or whatever mm -hmm. and then somebody else is going to say oh my gosh we're struggling with that too and somebody mm -hmm. else is like uh, we've gone through that exact same thing you know yep. and so when you sit with a group of people and you find that common ground of like okay i'm not the only one we're not the only ones that has this problem or whatever right. and you just there's just something about that community where you feel like okay I'm not alone. Absolutely. Look at y'all. Y'all are still struggling. Y'all's kids are 10 years older than mine. Y'all are further down the road than me. Y'all are still making it. Y'all are still working on it. And it just gives each other hope yeah. to kind of link arms and go, okay, this is not a perfect world we live in. It's not supposed to be. Heaven's the only place where it's going to be perfect. This right. is going to be hard. Right. You know, God said in this world, you're going to have trouble. And so let's work together instead of against each other and just kind of link arms together in a group where you're learning some fabulous tools. Yeah. to improve your marriage. And I really hope that I do get actually more a diverse group of couples in different seasons yeah. because I think there's so much value in, <clears throat> you know, looking into the future, right? But also looking back and saying, oh, I remember that. I remember that season yeah. of life. And hey, showing that appreciation maybe of like, mm -hmm. we've gone through it. Like we're still here, you know? And then also for the youngins is to look is like, okay, you know, we got this. Like it's not perfect, but look at them and they're still fighting and they're still going on. So that's really encouraging, I think. Yep. And if you are newly, newly married, you're in the honeymoon phase, come now and learn these yeah. things to prevent pain and heartache down the road. Oh my right. gosh. Don't do it. With, like you said earlier, when you're in the crisis, when you're in trouble, it mm -hmm. helps you to know yeah. going that. So when I get to do premarital counseling for couples, the story we always use was I'd been married less than a year. My wife and I got in a fight. I can't remember what it was now, 12 years later, but she went into the bedroom and shut the door. And my mind was, we're not going to let the sun set on this anger. We're going to keep talking about it. And so I followed her in there, and she went in the bathroom and locked the door. Ooh. And I went and unlocked the door. And she, you pursued her. I did. I was going to talk about. We were going to keep working oh, yes. this out until doing it. I'm she not giving you space. Threw the phone down, walked out, got her keys, and drove off. And I thought, well. I'm getting divorced. My, I don't know if she's ever oh, coming back. No. <laughs> she left. She's gone. She was gone like an hour. Yes. And she just drove around, was mad. And through that is one of those, now I can laugh about it. It wasn't funny at the time. Right, exactly. And that first premarital fight, I just think I'm thankful we had friends and people we could talk about it and look through and learn some mm -hmm. wisdom from. But she, I had to say, when we calm down later, yes. 
I'm going to trust you to come talk about it when you're ready. Yes. If that's what you need, but you have to come back and talk about it. Absolutely. <laughs> and it was hard for me and I didn't want to do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now 12 years later, that's gotten way better. We haven't ever had that level of blow up again because she will come. Maybe it's that night. Maybe it's the next day. Maybe mm-hmm. it's two days later. Yeah. But we talk about it and we figure it out and I trust her to come back and do it. So yes. it's those little moments in that if you've been married for any amount of time, you're going to have conflict. You're yes. going to have fight. You're going to have problems. And the feeling that it's normal, like you said, that you talk mm-hmm. to somebody else, like, oh, we do that too. That's always very comforting to me. And mm-hmm. I think most people, once they do that, it's like, oh, we're not weird. We're not pariahs. We're yes. not crazy. <laughs> Other people do this too. Mm-hmm. And you can be better. Yes. You can get better at things like communication, like It's like any about. sort of skill. Right. You have to practice. Exactly. And you have to keep at it. And then you master it. And maybe some people are more naturally gifted. The yeah. best athletes in the world have coaches. Right. <laughs> they mm-hmm. still have to go and get training. Yes. You still have to work exactly. at it. Exactly. And I think the Disney myth, whatever it is, right. we feel like I did early on is, well, these things will just work themselves out because we love each other. Mm-hmm. And that's a great start. <laughs> but yes. that's not enough to be married 20, 30, 40, 50 years like right. we want to yeah. be. So Andy Stanley does something that we love. It's I called love a, him. Yeah, he's great. But it's, he calls it a mutual submission contest. Mm. Marriage is mutually submitting to each other to see who can do it better. Right. And when you both <laughs> are doing that <laughs> both awesome. of your needs get met <laughs> you're yes. both serving each other but the reality is most of the time we're selfish yeah. we want to be served we want to get we want to receive yeah. we want the benefits and people's lives are complicated you work a hard job you go and spend a lot of time doing this you take care of parents you go and have kids you're doing these different things right and it's easy to make the excuse it's easy to not do something and then look up and realize it's been two three four five years and this it's is also hard. very easy to assume you know it all yeah like oh, i yeah. love you you're my person i've known what you since you were 22 I, what yeah. else do i need to learn what else is there to learn about this we're married we have the ring and I we see have you the every paperwork day. yeah what else is there to learn? But I say to myself all the time, like I didn't learn about Enneagrams until I came to the Simple Church, like moved here post-divorce. And so when I learned about that and just, you know, personalities, I was like, gosh, I wish I had known this while I was married. It just, just the, it wouldn't have saved my marriage, I don't think. But that mm-hmm. insight of like, okay, he really does not see things the way I see things yes. because his personality is completely different. And right. that is not a bad thing. But in my mind, until you know that there's a difference, you just think, oh, he's just out to get me. He wants to hurt me or whatever. Right. Or he's being Our lazy. Our brain or- fills in those <laughs> negative kind of thoughts yes. and we run with it and we don't speak it out and coming back. And that's part of communication, yeah. right? It's like letting it out and say, hey, I got this message. Is that what was the intention? It's like, no. That, right. And then the <laughs> other person's like, absolutely not. How did you come up with that? Right. Um, and so really, you know, getting into the communication, but also knowing yourself, knowing your partner is going to facilitate and help that communication yeah. too. So there's going to be so much that people learn from this. And it's going to be, be a lot. I mean, there's going to be great information, but you're going to be with your best friend. You're going to be learning stuff together. And I, I really think it's going to be something enjoyable. It's not going to be like I a hope torture so. class. Yeah, like, I hope so. <laughs> Let me go to my seminar, you know. Right. It's going to be enjoyable. The church office is cozy. They got couches to sit on. We got snacks. We got drinks. It's going to be, what do you think, an hour, hour and a half? Yeah, if that. I mean, I haven't really timed myself yet. Yeah. but So yeah. w- once every other week, come mm-hmm. and just grow and learn with your best friend and put some tools in your toolbox so that yeah. y'all can go the distance. Absolutely. And I speak to the age that we're we're at child care is complicated yeah we just want to realize that 
but you make time and energy and effort for the things that are important. Absolutely. And so we've traded, swapped with friends. We'll keep mm-hmm. your kid this time. You keep ours. It didn't cost any money. Babysitters, expensive, whatever. If you have parents, I promise you, if you go to your parents, <laughs> 99% of them and say, hey, will you watch our kids for an hour and a half so we can go to a life group? They're most likely going to do right. it, hopefully, in that situation. Yeah. Right. There is a way, and I know it's hard, and it's easy to make that excuse, and friends our age do make that excuse, but what are you wanting down the road Mm -hmm. do you want to stay married and be happy together we've had friends that have done life group with us that have gotten divorced we have friends our age that are going and hitting this wall and having troubles you have to make it an intentional effort to make it happen and we can always come up with excuses but this is free so that takes away a big one yeah that's amazing through simple church it's somebody that we're backing and endorsing we're so thankful you're doing it victoria and doing that thank you if this doesn't work for you you're not your schedule and you want to just get in counseling simple church offers counseling we refer to counselors so if you're listening to this and you're like i can't do an hour and a half on wednesday but i could do a telehealth counseling Mm. if you could get connected with somebody we would love for you to do that we'll put that information in the show notes because we think it matters we think it's important Mm -hmm. and how many regrets wrap up we'll do this Mm -hmm. regret series Mm -hmm. how many regrets could be prevented Mm -hmm. if you had gone and talked to a christian counselor somebody that we believe in is trying to follow god's will for their life that wants to help you their job is to help talk through it you're like hey maybe it's not a good idea to do this or maybe those flirty messages on facebook wasn't such a good (laughs) idea maybe going and being gone on whatever Fill we in the could blank. do a whole podcast about social media. I'm just saying. It is right? the <laughs> number one cause listed in divorce cases in Are the United States is Facebook. I believe it. You can list I it in it the majority of the divorce cases more than wow. any other single thing. So wow. if you're just on there and you think it's innocent chat and it leads to other things, that's just a free plug. And maybe we'll have you back to talk about that. <laughs> but absolutely, we believe it. We care. Simple Church is here because we want to help people. We want them yeah. to love God and love people yes. better. Yes. And that includes your spouse. We want yeah. you to be married within reason of safety and doing absolutely. those things and work on it because we think it can help and it makes better for kids. It makes better for families. It makes society better. Better. And it is a different time. It's a different culture we're in. And so yeah. I'm thankful, Victoria, for you doing that. Thank you for offering Me to do this too. life group. Again, yeah. if you want the information, we'll put it in the show notes. We'll put Amber's email. Amber, there's yep. other life groups. There's other groups there's that are other doing life different groups, things. Other things that we can g- get you plugged into. So email me, Amber, at the simplechurch.tv or go to our app, our website, click on life groups, and you can see all the life groups that we have there. If you want to join this life group, you can email me or you can just go to our app or our website and find the life group for um, the marriage life group led by Victoria Stalder. It's mm-hmm. listed on our all of our list of, um, of life groups there. There's a little button to click says join and you are in and Victoria will uh, contact you. And a little peek behind the curtain. We're recording this a couple weeks before you're starting. So when this actually airs, we'll have the date. It'll be in there. We'll make sure you see it and we'll get you there. We'd love yep. for you to do that or find another group. Perfect. Victoria, thank you so much. She Absolutely. did great. First thank podcast. You. huh? Yay. She did so good. She's a pro. That's right. And Amber, thank you for filling you're in. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening.